Good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is This Week in Interview with your host and guide, Anthony Drago. A very special welcome to you on this um, Wednesday night. If, if tonight is the first time that you're listening to This Week in Interview, welcome. If you are a regular listener, welcome back. I, I appreciate you making This Week in Interview a part of your weekly schedule. For those of us listening, those of you listening on RVR Jams on DigiPlay Channel 59 in Dominica, well, it's very special. Welcome to you. Um, spread the word. Let, let the folks in Dominica know that this weekend interview can be heard on DigiPlay Channel 59 in, in Dominica. And uh, you may be also be listening to me on tdnradio.net. You may be viewing me on tdntv.net. TDN TV Facebook page and this weekend interview Facebook page. Any one of those of those um, uh, media uh, outlets is where where you can view this weekend interview. And what is this weekend interview? This weekend interview is a program where uh, I I get information for my audience, and sometimes that information is in the form of an individual who has a lot of training, a lot of appearance in a particular field and so i bring them on so they can share that expertise with you i i in this seat as the host of this weekend interview i get the privilege to talk to so many um interesting people folks who have accomplished so much and and i really am honored for that for that privilege and i and i really enjoy sharing those conversations with you sometimes we deal with health issues sometimes we deal with social we deal with economic we deal with politics um, and all sorts of different types of topics. But tonight, I I don't have a guest. I, I decided that I didn't want to have a guest. I want to spend, I want to have you to myself uh, tonight. Uh, on, on Monday, we did uh, a, a commemorative program with WAVE, this organization from Dominica called Waitukubuli Advocates for a Viable Environment. Uh, so TDN Radio, TDN Network, um, hosted that that event that Wave organized in commemoration of World Water Day, which was on Monday, the 22nd of March. So every year on the 22nd of March, the United Nations had designated it as World Water Day. And then tomorrow, the 25th of March, is designated as the International Day of Remembrance of the victims of slavery and the transatlantic slave trade. So that is a mouthful, but everybody know what we're talking about. We're talking about folks that went to Africa, kidnapped our people, stripped them away from their lives, and brought them to this side of the, of the Atlantic, forced them to work, um, enslaved them subjected them to, to all sorts of brutality. And that went on for 400 years. And our people are still suffering from that, from that legacy. And so the 25th of March every year is designated as a day of remembrance for the victims of slavery and the transatlantic slave trade. And so I wanted to be that bridge um, to connect the water that we celebrated and, and spoke with concern about on Monday and what's happening tomorrow to remember our ancestors who perished and some of those who triumphed and who overcame. 
and to bridge those two things together. So that's what that's what my show is tonight. That's what I want to discuss with you tonight. And so I am going to take a quick break, as we normally do, get a word from, from our sponsors. Listen to the CARICOM anthem. And when I come back, we're going to have uh, a discussion. I'm going to just talk to you about um, those two issues, water and our ancestors who were enslaved. I'm going to try to be that bridge um, and connect those two for us tonight. So we'll be right back. Distant lands, our forefathers came. Some seeking adventure, some bound in chains. Through battles waged and fought, through victory and pain, by test of their courage. Our freedom was gained In homage to those gone before us The heroes of lands in the sun We vow to join hands and to focus On building one Caribbean Raise your voices high Sing of your Caribbean pride
you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K. and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on BuyDominicaOnline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on BuyDominicaOnline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to BuyDominicaOnline.com and enjoy home away from home. All right, welcome back, listeners. Um, every week I play the Caricom Anthem, and um, every time I'm amazed at the talent, but also the message, the message that we we can do so much better if, we, if we're if united. Special good night to those on social media. I, I see that you are um, saying hello, and um, welcome, welcome to the show, and tonight, I'm looking forward to, to us just talking about two very important aspects of our lives. Uh, water. First of all, we, we, we are going to talk about water. But if you join me before my intro, I, I was saying that I did not invite a guest on tonight because I wanted to, to just be on there by myself, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about um, World Water Day, which took place on on, on Monday, the 22nd of March, is International World Water Day, and I think everybody should mark that in their calendar. Every year, on the 22nd of March, the uh, World Water Day is, is, is celebrated. And then tomorrow, on the 25th of March, is the day of remembrance of slavery, of victims of slavery, and the transatlantic slave trade. And so the connection that I'm making is that the transatlantic slave trade took place over water, over the Atlantic Ocean. And, and we hear stories of, of all those who perished in those waters. And, and so, um, you know, water is life and water contains so much life um, in, in pain and in agony as well as, well as in joy. Now, if you're from Dominica, you're from the Caribbean, we, we have a very special relationship with water. Because no matter where in the Caribbean you're from or your people are from, we're surrounded by the oceans. And most of the islands also have, have fresh water. And so this water is so abun abundant. And like everything that is, that is in abundance, we take for granted. We call it common. So water is so common that we take it for granted. We might repeat cliches like water is life, save it, and all of those things. But but when it when we look at our actions and our and our relationship with water, it is so obvious that we're taking water for granted. And so the theme this year for the celebration of World Water Day was a re-education on the value of water. And the, the Wave organization from Dominica did a brilliant job in trying to bring our focus not only on the need to revalue water, but on the need to make sure that our basis for valuing water is not just a monetary or an economic basis, that, that water is so essential for life, for so many aspects of our lives, more than just what we drink to keep us alive, but all of the amenities that, that play a huge part in our quality of life. 
water water is there so water is more than just a commodity um right next to oxygen right next to air water is the most valuable um com item I, I i don't want to call it just a commodity and so there's a question is um do you see a time or are we already at a time when an ounce of water is going to be as valuable as an ounce of gold so an ounce of water an ounce of gold it's not difficult for us to imagine our mind in our minds the value of an ounce of gold okay a glass of water let's let's not say an ounce of water because that's maybe a little more difficult to conceptualize a glass of water an ounce of gold which one is more valuable most people will take the gold, I guess, because you can go and, and trade the gold and get what money, I guess, to buy water. But will there come a time when water is so scarce? And I'm sure there are areas in the world right now where water is so scarce that for them, they would choose that glass of water over an ounce of gold. You can live your entire life and never come in contact with, with an ounce of gold. I, I have no gold touching my 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 body i haven't had gold touch my body in years i don't think that i am missing anything or i am lacking anything but i'm in contact with water every day so how can how can we get folks to to come to the understanding that water is as valuable as valuable as gold we all we all know that in instinctively intrinsically we know that water is more valuable than gold but what did i what i'm saying is that our actions don't reflect that because if i put an ounce of gold on the table right now and a glass of water everybody's going to gravitate almost everybody's going to gravitate to take that ounce of water and it just it just depends on your current circumstances so do we wait until our situation is so dire that we would choose that ounce of gold over a glass, uh, um, that glass of water over an ounce of gold. Do we wait until our situations become that dire before we agree that water is so valuable that we should we should preserve it and we should take care of it? And 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 that is the thought that 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 I want to really put in our minds. That let us not wait until our situation is so bad let us not wait until we it seems like we're living on mars and and therefore the choice is an easy choice to choose water let us let us make that choice right now that even if water is in a, in abundance water is as valuable if not more valuable than an ounce of gold and how we would demonstrate it, demonstrate that is just in the treatment in our treatment of of water and we have to be aware that everything we do has an impact on water especially if you're living in an island like dominica every piece of plastic every wrapper of a sweet that you that you toss out or you put in if, it, if it's not disposed of properly ends up in the water and even if it's disposed in a disposed in a landfill, if that landfill is not managed properly, you have rain, you have leaching from from those solid waste that 
that gets into our water system. Good evening to you um, from, from social media. Uh, we have to understand that, and it's so important to understand that, especially in a place like Dominica where we have so much rainfall, we have to understand that relationship. And even if we're not in Dominica, even if we are in, in the US, that, that happens as well. Because you get rain, rain washes the trash into the sewer, and the sewer ends up in 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 the sewer treatment plant, depending on where you live. Sometimes it ends up in the waterways. And so so everything we do on a daily basis. I live in New York City and I see I'm on I'm I'm on a light and the car in front of me. Some they open the door and they place uh, a McDonald's bag right there on the street because they were eating and they, they're done with it. That bag is going to get crushed by the next cars, it's going to scatter the rains, it ends up in our waterways. We have to be more conscious of that. Now, water can also be used as a resource that, that can generate wealth. So not only the use of water itself can improve our quality of life, but water itself can be used as a resource that can create wealth, that can contribute to all the aspects of our lives. And if you listen to the to the program on, on Monday, there was a lot of focus on the use of water, export water, export bottled water. What I think that we have to do, while those industries are important to, to, to do a water bottling plant, while I think those industries are important, we have to look at how we can add value to water so that when we ship it out, we, we don't have to ship in such large quantities. So what do I mean by that? The example that I give, for example, if we have a, a brewery, a beer-making facility or beverage or, or, or anything that can that is mostly water with a little bit of flavoring, um, and it can be healthy too, it can be nutritious as well, the, the general manager of the Wasco says that they sell water in Dominica for about one cent a gallon. So even if we go to a dollar a gallon, so like in the form of, of a bottle or whatever, if we take that water and put it in, in beer, that beer sells for five times, 10 times. And if you go at a, at a cent, 500 times the price of, of just raw water. So if we add that value, it means that we don't have to extract as much water from the source to begin with. So we're preserving that source and we are maximizing the output. So we add value. So our industries are supported by, with water. Our agriculture, if we do it responsibly, we can use our agriculture, irrigate our plants, and then we have produce that we can then now do agro-processing and export that to, and so we've added tremendous value to water. So we have to think a little bit more creatively and not necessarily look to do bulk water export. That's that's one aspect of which we can do bulk water export, but we have to look for ways in which we can add value. And, and so um, we, we instead of extracting a million gallons to export, we, 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 we only need 100,000 gallons and we're getting five times the amount of revenue. And those, those, that's the way that we have to think about water, because if water is such a precious commodity, as we say it is, we should be looking to use 
as little of it as possible and getting the maximum benefit. So when we think about value in water, let's think about it in those terms. Let us, let us give our creativity to, to, to come up with new ways and think outside the box. Let us do more um, water tourism in a sense, but do again, do it responsibly. When we, when we were younger, our, our rivers were large enough to have um, tubing and all of those things. And, and, and that can preserve the quality of the water if it's done responsibly and at the same time generate revenue. There's one more concept that I want to touch on before I leave the, 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 water, the water part of, um, of the discussion is the concept of bestowing on our rivers the status of personhood. So what do I mean by that? If, if you've been following politics in the US the last few years, you, you remember like when Mitt Romney was, was running for president, he said that corporations are people. Well, that's because the, the Supreme Court in the US ascribed a corporation, an entity that you created as a person with rights and privileges as a person. What if we were to do the same thing to a river? So we take the Lai River, for example, or the Indian River, or any one of our rivers, and we say, okay, we are going to pass a legislature and that's going to make the Indian River have the same rights and privileges as a person. And so, and so when we look at the river, that river is a person. Same like how you would say, Coca-Cola company is a corporation and that corporation is a person. You could say that river is a person. So if that river is a person, if you do indiscriminate dumping in that river, you're violating the rights of that person. If you exploit that river in the wrong way, you take too much out of it. It's almost like slavery. You see the connection that I'm trying to make? You enslaving that, that river because you're just extracting from it without giving anything back in the form of compensation, in the form of care, uh, and so on. So if we, if, we, if, we, if we lobby and we create that movement where we, we officially pass laws that make a river a living being, because a river is a living being, right? Um, it has life. Just as we have a, a lot of bacteria and all sorts of stuff in our body that helps us digest our food. And so you as a person have living stuff inside of you. Similarly, the river has life within it. The river breathes. You see what a dead, if you've ever seen a dead river where it just looks dead and colorless, there's no, there are no plants except scavenger plants living in there. There are no um, fish life except scavengers in there. That river is dead. So a river is a living being that, that takes in oxygen, gives us oxygen, gives us carbon dioxide. It sustains a fauna and a flora that, that, that creates an ecosystem. That river can be officially declared as a person. And the, the, the other aspect to that is that if the river is a person, then you can appoint a guardian for that river. So for example, the Indian River goes through Portsmouth. So the people of Portsmouth becomes the guardian of the Indian River. And, and there's a structure in place maybe where the Tong Council of Helvetis has direct responsibility for the well-being of that river the same way that you would appoint a guardian to a child. Or let's say you have a wealthy family 
and they died in an modern father died in an accident they leave a child behind they would create a trust or whatever it is with the wealth and that wealth that child would be the beneficiary of that trust and the aunts and uncles of the state might be the trustees that has the responsibility to manage the well-being of that child so, so this is a similar thing that i'm proposing that that we can make the rivers of dominica be a living being a point the, the villages or whoever it is that the, that that the river is running through as guardians of that river make it official make it explicit they have the right to dictate what happens on that river they have they have the right to decide whether Doasco can come and extract water from that river and give it to a different village or that kind of thing so that would force discussion they can have a say if someone is going to build a hotel on a ridge over that river and um and the effluent the waste from that from that hotel is going to go into a soccer way that's eventually going to find its way into the river the people of that village will be informed of that and they have to give their consent and not only that because they are the guardian of that river they they would then have expect some compensation from the folks who are who are of impacting that river and that compensation then would go to the to the upkeep and the cleanup and not only that because they are the guardian of the river any economic activity that comes out of the river would directly benefit them so not only would they be the 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 trustees of that trust they would also be the beneficiaries of that trust i i know it's a little bit of a of a different concept than how we've looked at it but I think if we have to preserve water the way it's supposed to be preserved, we, we have to go that step where we can pass legislature and make our bodies of water, our freshwater lake, a living being with the same rights and privileges as a person and, 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 and be afforded the same protection. Otherwise, what are we doing? If the river is a living being, we if, if that sustains its own biosystem, its own ecosystem. And we refuse to recognize that river as a living person. And we, we, we abuse the river, we take what we can from it, all what we can take from it, we take from it. And we dump whatever we dump into it. And we aren't we treating the river the same way that our ancestors were treated as slaves? Do, do you, you see the connection? And, and, and therefore, if we if we in the whole struggle for the liberation of the African descent we have to look at the systems in nature just like our ancestors did we have to look at our systems in nature and and identify with them and identify with the suffering and 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 and, the, and, and all of what that those life forces our forest system our river system all of those systems are part of nature and they require the same protection and they're not getting the same protection the same way our ancestors who were kidnapped and ripped out of their societies in africa the same way that they were treated they were enslaved by 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 failing to recognize the river as a living being we are enslaving the river in the same way i i hope that that you get the drift um we are at the halfway mark when we come back i'm going to talk about tomorrow which is going to be 
the the, the international day for the rem for remembrance of um slavery and the transatlantic slave trade and i hope you can see the connection that that i'm making on today um the eve of that anniversary and just coming from world water day take a quick break i get a word from our sponsors and when we come back i'm going to make that connection and i'll see if you can stay with me on that argument when you feel a sneeze or a cough coming <coughs> Covering your mouth prevents the spread of germs. You probably knew that. But the way you cover up also matters. And that means breaking a habit you've held near and dear all your life. Cover your nose and mouth with your flexed elbow or a tissue, not your hands. Discard the used tissue immediately. Then wash your hands. Help stop the spread of germs. Remember, your health is your responsibility. A message by the Health Promotion Unit of the Ministry of Health, Wellness and New Health Investment, Dominica. If you live in Canada, the U.S. and the U.K. and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. All right, welcome back. Uh, so, say hello to everybody who's tuning in on social media and your comments. I appreciate the comments that you're making. Um, if you have a question, you can type it in the comment section or you have a comment that you'd like to make on air, I will, I will repeat it on air as well. Um, so, you're listening to this freaking interview with your host, your guide, Anthony Drago. We, we do this every Wednesday night. Uh, where we just talk, we talk about contemporary topics, but I like to bring it from a different angle. I, I like to think that if you can hear what I'm saying or what we do by turning on your television or browsing the internet or going on Facebook, then there's no need for us. Um, but I like, I like the uh, to think that my 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 family, my this weekend interview family, you guys, uh, are becoming some of the more educated and enlightened listeners just because of the quality of guests that we try to bring and the topics that we handle and the way that we handle it. Uh, uh, that is the objective. And I, I'm always um, open to suggestions for, for to recommend guests or to recommend topics that, that we can, that we can um, handle on this weekend interview. So you might be listening to me on this on tdnradio.net. You can view on tdntv.net or on our Facebook pages. We have two of them, TDN Radio Facebook page and This Week in Interview Facebook page. So I see we have folks from all over listening, Canada, US, different parts in the US, um, St. Thomas, Anguilla, um, on, 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 uh, those are folks who are commenting on the, um, on the live chat because when you comment on the live chat, I can see. So, so good evening and thank you very much for tuning in. So right before the break, I was making the argument that because our water, our bodies of water, our rivers, our lakes, our falls 
are, are living entities because they, they sustain life, they breathe, and, and they do everything that the definition of, of a living um, system is. If we, because we fail to recognize that, that personhood of our water systems, and we continue to extract benefit from, from those water systems, that we are in effect enslaving the rivers, enslaving the lakes, enslaving that water, that system that is created. And I'm equating that to what happened to our ancestors, where in order to justify, um, in order to justify the enslavement of Africans, uh, we were we were cast as being less than human, either because we did not worship the same Christian God or um, our, 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 our customs were cast as primitive um, and, and all of those things. And so, for example, even though the Europeans had a whole tradition of witchcraft and, and all of these fairies and all of these things, uh, it was seen as traditional. Um, our, our mysticism in Africa were, was treated as, as barbarism and, and all of these other um, derogatory um, words that were used for it. And so I am making the, the claim that we need to make laws that, that declare that our rivers and our bodies of water uh, have the same privileges of personhood. It's been done in New Zealand. It's been done in, um, I think, India. Are the two places that come to mind where they have rivers that they've actually bestowed the privilege of personhood on rivers. And and when you when you when you do that to a river, imagine if Dominica were to do the um, Indian River, Lai River, the, the, the Yellow River in Castlebridge, all of the big water systems. But all our water systems, if you were, if you were to bestow on them, the 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 privilege of personhood, and then appoint guardians to them that would that that would protect their rights and their privileges. Imagine how how our relationship to water would be different. And and by not doing it, imagine how by not doing that we are equating it to to enslaving another another living being, another person. And so the second part of this program tonight is is to recognize that tomorrow, the twenty fifth of March is is declared every year by United Nations as the International Day of Remembrance for the victims of slavery and the transatlantic slave trade. And the, the connection that that I that made in my mind is that that transatlantic slave trade took place over water. And 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 you hear stories of our the, the suffering on the on, on the ships was so horrible that our folks would jump overboard from the ships. And in jumping overboard, they would be singing and celebrating that, they, that they're escaping whatever that unknown um, fate that awaited them. They, they, there is, you know, a trauma that was passed down. So I, I grew up in, in Dominica, and you know, we have folklore and folk stories, a big part of our Dominican life. And every time there was a big infrastructure work 
in the village. Um, and you would hear this thing about people say, well, they sell somebody to the devil. And that's how they got the money to do this project. They say every time, every time there's a roadwork, people from the village disappear. And you know, in thinking about it, now I realize that that was the trauma of all people from Africa. Because when you are living in um, in those places in Africa where our people were kidnapped, these people had experienced that their folks would go out hunting or go to their farms or just going about their lives and they would just disappear right and, and so to make sense of it it be and and there were folks in the village who when somebody disappears they could see evidence of wealth because there are there are folks who collaborated with those with those um slave traders and would catch local people and and sell them to to the slave traders and so when they get paid, they would have money to do projects and to live well and to do that kind of thing. So that trauma found its way down to us in the Caribbean. And we would always talk about people selling people. Would, and usually the people that they would say would sell people was somebody who had more economic means than others. And, and, and so that connection is made where even if we were born in the Caribbean, we still had that trauma in our in our history that found its way down into folklore another another aspect of our folklore that came to mind that comes to mind when i think about it is that usually like in dominica we there are stories about um people who encounter the devil we call it larger bless people who encountered larger bless and invariably larger bless was described as a white person whether it's a white woman or a white man and they, they would find out that that person is a larger bless because they saw that person had one human foot and one cow foot. But we know those sailors had a hard life, those people who ran the ship. And a lot of them had amputations. And they, in their amputations, they had false wooden legs and that sort of thing. So the trauma is, is right there. It was right there as we were growing up our, in our folk stories. Um, larger bless being depicted as as a white person, um, people of economic means were seen to be selling selling people to the devil. All of all of those stories, and 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 those stories tell us of the brutality that the victims of 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 of, of the slavery, victims of this um, slave trade, the suffering that they had. And so tomorrow, the twenty-fifth of March, as you go about your busy your busy life, you know, as you go about preparing your busy self, I need you to take a moment and just pause and just remember all those folks, all those victims of 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 that system. That system went on for four hundred years, over four hundred years, and and I I will I I will put it to you that it's more than four hundred years. I think that it is still going on. You know, one of the comments in, 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 in the chat says, this legacy of slavery still resonates for many, the intergenerational cultural trauma caused by 400 years of slavery among all African descents, descendants. And the thing about it is that it's not only those who were taken that suffered. So it's not only we who are the, the offspring of, of those slaves 
enslaved people. I don't, I don't, I don't like to call them slaves. I like to say that they were enslaved people. It's not only us who suffered, because you can imagine people that were left behind. You can imagine that you have your family, you have your husband, you have your wife, you have your kids, you have your brother, your sister, and they just disappear. And you don't know where they're going to, you don't know if they died, you don't know if they're still alive, you don't know if they're going to come back home. Can you imagine that trauma? So, so you can imagine the trauma that was left behind in Africa, and you can imagine the trauma of coming to a new land and being brutalized. And we're still suffering. We're still suffering as a people. We, we there's a demand for reparations, and 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 the, the thing about the demand for reparations is that so many times when we talk about reparations, the Europeans who 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 put this atrocity on us don't even have the time to defend themselves because our own people jump in and say, oh. I don't want the reparations. I'm not standing here waiting for somebody to come to hand me money and not this and not that. How are you going to share the money? Who are you going to give the money to? Who are you going to do this? Who are you going to do that? That is not the concept of reparations. But even if it were, as a, as a black person, you have no right to raise any objections. You might say, well, you have your right to say whatever you want. But what I'm saying is that as a black person, what do you care? if they give the money to the black community and it is not well spent what do you care do you care more about the fact that they extracted that wealth from our ancestors and therefore they're going to give us money and we misspend it you care more about the descendants of the of the enslavers than you care about the fact that maybe one person might benefit from them from us getting reparations i think i think as a people we need to understand what position that we're in we, we 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 are too quick to to try to make people see that we're right or we're smart or we whatever it is somebody is calling for reparations let that person run their program join them if you can and help improve the call help help make it stronger help improve it but don't stand there and shout at the person who's calling for reparation and say so who are we going to share the money how are you going to decide who gets what how what what is the benefit of that comment in the whole scheme of asking for reparation let the call for reparations go to the people who did the enslaving let them come up with defenses let us worry about how we will spend the money when we get to the point where they agree to pay us or while we're in process but don't stand there and object to our people don't stand there and object to our folks who are trying to say something if you think there can be improvement join them and try to improve it you know, there's a comment that says that slavery is ongoing, it's happening now, and I agree. When when we look at, I mean, look look at what's happening. We don't want, we're not, we're not advocating brutality or violence against anyone, okay? But but look at the, re the, the reaction to a few incidents against Asians compared to the continuous brutalization of Black people. But the, the, the thing about it is that when when our Asian brothers and sisters stand there and watch us get brutalized and say nothing, they have to realize that what they're doing is supporting a system of oppression that will eventually turn around and oppress them. And and and, and so that is what is being ripped, the, the fruits of the tree that they help to support and to, and, and to water. I'm not advocating, I'm not supporting, I'm not saying good for them or anything like that. I'm just saying that 
injustice is injustice and we shouldn't stand aside and say well it's black people you know let them do and in the meantime we we can go about our business and send our kids to school and make our money and it's black people they they brutalize and so we don't care because at the end of the day when they get bored with brutalizing us they're going to brutalize you they brutalize their own self when they get bored of brutalizing us and so as a as a people we have to get stronger and and so the premise that i'm suggesting is that we have to look around us for systems and for methods of how we can deal with the oppression that we that we are supporting we are suffering and so i am suggesting tonight that world water day and the the day for remembrance of the victims of slavery and the transatlantic slave trade is happening on the same week every year 22nd and 25th if we make the connection and we say if we look at the way that we're treating our water which is so essential to us we can make a connection we can learn from it uh, and uh, and therefore we strengthen our demand to be treated better so you, you can imagine that if if we come to the defense, if we come to the defense of of our body of water, in 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 that scheme of developing the defense, we are going to 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 strengthen our own position and be able to make stronger demands and we're able to fight back on at the continued brutalization of our people. We would stop telling our kids, if you get stopped by the police, just be compliant. All I want you to do is to come back home alive. No, we, we, we would have to we would be stronger enough to tell our kids, you have rights. Stand up, make sure, don't be rude, don't be insolent or whatever it is, but we have rights. As other people, we are so afraid of dying that we are allowing people to kill us with no protest. So, so we have to just become a little bit stronger, a little bit less afraid, because they're killing us anyway. So, what is the point of being afraid of dying? And 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 we have to, we have to, we have to be able to, to understand that the system continues because the what what our enslavers instilled in us we still carry it in us and until until we can purge that from our system we would continue down the road uh, of that mental slavery which is which is the more restrictive slavery we had a graphic up on the screen a minute ago and it was it is actually the door the door of no return where um when you see it, it's up on the screen now if you can view it when we when our folks were, were kidnapped and, and they were you know hoarded into that into that chamber or wherever they were and the ship came from the horizon and it came to that point and and our people heard it through that door that's the last time they saw their homes they were they were ripped from their homes they were beaten brutalized and they went through that door of no return and that's the last time they saw that's the last time they were in foot on their on their soil 
and and the same way that every Muslim has uh, a desire to go back to Mecca, I think as black people we should we should develop something similar. We should develop something similar where every black person who is in Af who's in the diaspora should want to go back to that point and and really internalize that that brutality and really internalize that trauma not to make us weak and bitter but just to make us strong and strong in the sense that we say no more no more and 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 to really look at africa and to see that our continent is the richest continent in the world our continent is so ideally positioned and and everything even even as they make new discoveries in technology they're finding out that africa is where the materials that required for those technology exist and so that richness that that comes from africa we have to identify they're, they're, they're putting us that feeling that we don't want to be associated with africa and and therefore we that connection that we have to have to cycle back to our roots that would make us strong we we don't acknowledge it and because we don't acknowledge it we remain weak there's nothing that unites us all of us have our own identity we are caribbean we are brazilian we are american we are canadian we are english we are this we are that if 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 we can develop a movement that says in your lifetime as a black person you should make that pilgrimage for want of a better word you should make that pilgrimage back to one of those spots that door of no return you have a privilege to carry your point when imagine when they stepped off that ground and were forced onto that ship the trauma of never going to see their homes again if we can carry their spirit back how powerful that would be and how that would unite us the same way that every muslim dream is to be able to make the pilgrimage to mecca we we have to be able to identify systems like that where where we can strengthen ourselves we we cannot embrace the systems of the oppressor, the capitalist system, and say, okay, we can beat them with, with, with money. I, we, we can, but, but I think that what is going to change our mentality and our spirit that will help us to break those chains is, is definitely to, to, to cycle back and, 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 and bring our music, bring our culture, bring our, our spirit, our gifts back, back to Africa and make, make that connection. Somebody says that, um, you know, you may be onto something making that connection with the slave trade and water some say that hurricanes follow the path of the slave ships i wonder how many africans found their graves at the bottom of the atlantic ocean and that's exactly what i'm saying that there is that connection with water and the atlantic ocean provided that sanctuary to so many of our people who just could not stand to go to a foreign land and to be brutalized and, and, and to go to what must look, have looked like the definition of hell to them. And so they jumped into the, the ocean and swam with the sharks or 
nourish the sacks, but the Atlantic Ocean provided that, that sanctuary for them to escape that brutality and therefore that connection of water coming in at that at that point in time and and saving and providing that that grave where where all people decided to go to rest instead of going to a land where they have no idea what's going to happen but i, I don't want to leave it on a somber note because the people who survived that 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 trip across the atlantic came to the to this part of the world and no matter how much they were brutalized their spirits were not broken and they were able to especially if you're from the caribbean our folks were able to wrestle that land away from the oppressors and and now and now we own now we own that land and therefore we we owe it to, to the folks who sweat and bled to give us that piece of real estate where they were brutalized and now we own it. And, and it turns out that it is the best piece of real estate on the planet and, and we can have a certain quality of life. But it's, it's again unfortunate because in the Caribbean, we, we are having uh, some leaders who seem bent on giving back that heritage that our ancestors got for us, giving it back to folks from China and from the US, or giving it to whoever, selling our passports, our birthright for, for a couple of pieces of silver. We, again, if we understand what, that, what, what's, what, what the connection is, we would demand a, a lot more accountability from those guys. We would hold them, we would hold their feet to the fire and say, listen, I'm from Dominica. There's so many black people who, who sweated and, and bled and who were brutalized to wrestle and they eventually wrestled away that land, that island from those oppressors and gave it to us. And by God, I will not allow you to give it back just because you can enrich just yourself and not even too much of enrich yourself. We have to look at those connections. Uh, we remember how powerful the West Indies cricket team was when when Sylvie Richards and, and, and those guys used to play and for them they were making a statement that our people could beat anybody else at their own game, much less for them to come and try to play our game. And because of that motivation, they became the most dominant cricket team in the world and reigned at the top for years. And when we lost sight of that type of mission, we we we, we started weakening Oh, the team started working and getting worse results. So the suggestion that I'm making is the answer is to start where we are, start protecting our rivers, start protecting our forests, start, start, start seeing those living bodies as being equivalent to, to, to us as persons. And therefore we owe them protection, we owe them respect, and, and so we by doing that, it will reflect back on us and we will demand to be treated better. We will, it, it will help us to connect back to where we came from that, that we should be proud of. And that would develop the metal that we need to develop within our soul so that we can, we can fight the system and, and be able to, to demand what is ours. And so I hope 
I hope you 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 understood the connection I was making between water and slavery and 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 the, if we if we take on the preservation of our water systems, how that will help us to be able to solve our conundrum as to how we get out from under the heel of those oppressors who've been oppressing us for 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 a century now, and um, and just uh, and just lift ourselves up. Just lift ourselves up. So, I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you so much for tuning in, my regular listeners. I always appreciate you. Those of you who are on Facebook and commenting, thank you for those comments. We can continue the discussion. But remember, tomorrow is the day of remembrance of slavery and the transatlantic slave trade. So, in your busy day, pause for a moment. Remember our ancestors. Remember those that did not survive the trip across the Atlantic. Maybe make a commitment to go back to that area, the door of no return, and go back somewhere, touch ground in Africa. Bring the spirits of our ancestors back into Africa again. And so I I, I want to say good night to you and and how let's do this again next week. Thank you for tuning in. Um let's let's do let's 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 just continue to focus. On, on what's important to us and stay safe don't 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 um, get covid and make your own decision about whether you want to take the vaccine or not good night listeners